Bodega, 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 Alpha and Omega. <coughs> Siamese sailors sell celery sandwiches. So wing about a serving platter. Hey, hey Jamie. Yes. Uh, did uh, did you want to try reading that line on the script there? Oh yeah. Let's see. Uh, you could say big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. That one. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm just not warmed up yet. Shouldn't be long. Detector test. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive today. The marmot mangled by mushu pork pancake. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hi guys, it's time for this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula One podcast. So obviously, I am usually not the most overexcited by the Hungarian Grand Prix. Kunal, you know this, and this is despite the fact that Budapest is one of my most favorite cities in Europe. <laughs> yes, you can actually blame the circuit characteristics for this because there's barely any overtaking that happens. And I, in fact, remember from last year that we tried really hard to pronounce the official name of the Grand Prix, and it went something like Magyar. Nagidech and my apologies to the Hungarian fans uh, and the Hungarian listeners if you're getting it right but I promise you we keep trying every season. <laughs> so in this week's episode we're not going to try and pronounce the name Kunal sorry. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the Hungarian Grand Prix though and how Robert Kubica's comeback test has gathered just so much attention. It's almost like Fernando Alonso at Indy 500. And we also talk about the halo. Is it needed? Is it not needed? Are the FIA doing the right thing, or are they overreacting? And then we also talk about my favorite topic, which is Formula One doing more to attract car manufacturers to Formula One. By the way, guys, before we continue, for your weekly dose of Formula One humor, please subscribe to us on iTunes and Audio Boom. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> so, Kunal, I am super excited this year. And it isn't because Sebastian Vettel has said that Ferrari will match Mercedes on Sunday. It's actually for Monday that follows the race, and that's because Robert Kubica will be testing the 2017 Renault F1 car at an official Formula One test. I purposely said that slowly for effect. <laughs> <laughs> and this would actually mean that we will know how fast Kubica was, and we will have official testing times that will be released on that day. which to me is fantastic because up until now there have been private testing sessions and we've always heard of robert has done well or kubica has done well but we've never seen the times and we've never had comparative times with the others but the irony of this test though is that barring kubica and felipe massa all the other drivers that i read are in, you know in the team lineups are development drivers of their particular team so uh, can you imagine there's going to be a development driver for Renault who's a 76 race veteran and <laughs> a one time grand prix winner that's awesome i'm just going to go straight ahead and talk about kubica's possible comeback so the chat on the paddock is that it could be as early as spa if everything goes well in hungary honestly it is possible and in this case i am sure renault won't follow the norm as a team would do with a new driver so a test uh is usually followed by fp1 sessions the following season and then followed by a racing seat the season after that so if things with kubica work out for 2017 
it'll actually be a dream for the team as well as for Kubica. <laughs> it's going to be a dream for the sport too. I mean, what an amazing media story this makes. You know, Kunal, initially I thought that maybe Rano is just doing this for publicity only. <laughs> but now I'm pretty sure that's not the case. <laughs> yes, uh, like I mentioned before, so Rano have done two independent tests with Robert Kubica and that's a lot of money. And testing the 2017 car officially also is a lot of money that they're putting up up front. And the FIA have also supported or blessed Kubica's test. And uh, he's got an international Category A license from his national federation, which is enough. Although I'm not sure how the point scoring system to earn a super license add up in his case. <laughs> We won't do the math. <laughs> But, you know, I was reading Kubica's racing history for the last few seasons. He's done a few rounds at various European and World Rally Championship events. So maybe that's how. Yeah, actually, I saw very, very few single-seater racing series experience. And but hey, guess what? If this all works out, Jolly and Palmer will be out of work, and it could be as soon as Pa. I really hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jolly and. <laughs> well, if only Jolly and Palmer had burnt his unlucky underpants a few months ago. <laughs> I wonder if he actually went and burnt like ten of them. <laughs> <laughs> One for each Grand Prix of the season. <laughs> And uh, the other big news in this week has been the FIA confirming the halo for 2018. And honestly, to be very honest, when uh, I read the press release first, I thought it was fake news in Formula One <laughs> yet again. Actually, the halo is in a different place for fans. So most obviously agree with extra safety and cockpit protection and all that. It's just that they dislike the aesthetics of the halo. Mm, true. And for me, since I'm a marketer, it is also a marketer's nightmare. Because on one hand, Formula One has gone and made faster and sexier looking cars in 2017. And then on the other hand, we are now going to add the halo to the 2018 cars. But this is also where I am glad. And this is in case of the FIA, because they have not led... They have not let aesthetics of racing cars get in the way of driver safety. Yes, that's and interesting. Yeah, and I'm going to actually butt in with this whole aesthetics piece because I just saw the 2018 design of the Indy car and I wonder if Formula One will ever go that way. The car looks sleek, simple and it looks just so mean. And guess what? There are barely any aerofoils. And uh, I also read that they actually had fans have a say in the design of those cars. <laughs> I just want to know whether a certain Fernando Alonso had a say in designing that car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also sure not many of those fans were engineers. <laughs> Which would be actually interesting because Formula <laughs> One, I'm sure, just would appreciate engineering inputs on the cars. But uh, yeah, Kunal, I trust the FIA in their work on driver safety. Even if it means that we get flip-flop looking racing cars, <laughs> I trust them. Uh, in my view, cockpit protection is needed, but is the Halo the best option? I don't know. And I hope that the FIA and the teams do know. I know that the drivers have voted for it too. And you know, that's pretty much all I'd like to know. <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder if the Halo would be made mandatory for Junior Formula 2 because cockpit protection is needed all across uh, single-seater racing series. And um, my only reason to oppose the halo would be that it would limit the already limited connect that fans have with the drivers. And, uh, you know, the best example that I always cite in such discussions is unlike a sport like football, where you can see your heroes play, you can see their facial expressions. 
in Formula One and in fact in all of motorsport, your heroes are masked and their expressions are masked by the helmets that they wear. Yeah, and now the halos. <laughs> Kunal, it's a bit like the superhero cartoons, right? Where you can't see their face, but you know they're awesome. That's how our Formula One drivers are. Yes, and so let's leave the halo talk the way the FIA did. They said they'll work closely with the teams to figure the best solution for everyone. <laughs> I'm wondering now if teams will compete whose halo looks better or, you know, fits better than the others. <laughs> <laughs> Force India could actually be very pleased. I'm sure they are like literally beaming inside because they have more prime real estate to sell sponsorship for. <laughs> And surely Mercedes and Ferrari will put aero devices on the halo. <laughs> so yes, Kunal, we're going to look forward to the Hungarian Grand Prix. I remember being told when I was growing up that Hungaro Ring is like Monaco without walls. And Monaco without the harbour. And the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> and I also remember this is where Alonso and Button scored their debut wins. And if my memory is right, Valtteri Bottas could have won his debut race in a Williams a few years ago as well. I think he was on pole, wasn't he? But again, I, I have to dip into my memory cells <laughs> for that. So yes, at Hungara Ring, we can expect barely any overtaking because there's barely a straight on the circuit. And Kunal, I'm thinking that this might actually work in favour of Ferrari because remember, the last win was at Monaco. Oh yes, and after Monaco, Mercedes have been racing like defending world champions should. <laughs> they have turned up clock perfect. And uh, Vettel's pre-race statement does, in fact, say that Ferrari have what it takes to beat Mercedes in Hungary. And either way, a victory in Hungary will actually be a psychological one, given that after Hungary, we're going to have the summer break. So, in my view, if Mercedes win with ease, they'll go on a holiday with a little more peace. Uh, and if Ferrari win, uh, they'll know that they might be behind Mercedes, but not by too much. Personally, I still feel Mercedes will be the team to beat at Hungara Ring. And what do you think? Will it be a Lewis Hamilton or a Valtteri Bottas? <laughs> I just knew that you were going to ask me that. I'm going to go with Hamilton and I just want to send a message out to him really. Lewis, please do not, do not bring your fashion onto the podium. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I still can't get over his latest post. <laughs> oh, the one in which he's wearing red with something, but I still know it had a lot of red. And I wonder if that is a hint though. Is he indicating that he now wants to deflect to Ferrari? <laughs> <laughs> Kunal, poor guy, he can't even wear red in peace without all these <laughs> questions being asked. So yes, uh, McLaren Honda, we know that they took on engine penalties on purpose in Silverstone so that they could aid a good result for Alonso in Hungary. Whatever that means. <laughs> I think by a good result, they meant that having Alonso start on qualifying form rather than penalties. <laughs> Honda, on the other hand, I really wonder if they're preparing for a pullout from Formula 1. because, And I know we discussed this in last week's episode too. But the only thing I'd like to say is, let's remember, they are not new to pulling out of the sport at literally just the last minute. They did that <laughs> in 2008 and we saw Braun and Jensen Button win a world championship thanks to them. I don't know if, you know, if they pull out, if McLaren will be world champions next year. <laughs> I think Honda and Jolien Palmer can exchange a few notes about their <laughs> uncertain futures. Talking of pulling out, Mercedes has decided to pull out from the famous DTM series. Now, this is a series that they've dominated in the past and instead they will be entering Formula E. I'm telling you, Mithila, we need to start a fresh Formula E podcast series too because that to me is a racing series of the future. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we better get paid for it now because... <laughs> 
I read that Formula E is making losses as a series, which is a little strange, but it is still the series of choice for manufacturers. And uh, I know that Formula One also, in fact, is working hard to attract car manufacturers to the sport. In fact, Chase Carey has indicated that he wants Audi, Toyota and BMW in the sport as soon as he can. And Aston Martin, they've said that they'll enter Formula One if the costs remain in check. That's what every, sing <laughs> That's what every single team keeps saying and we really hope that Formula One gets there someday. But guess what? If Aston Martin get into Formula One, Will we have a Bond movie sequence that is shot one day in an Aston Martin F1 racing car? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That would be amazing. That would be an amazing advertisement for Formula One. I know, right? Hey, by the way, Formula E got the real James Hunt. His name is Chris Hemsworth in real life. So they got him to drive their racing car at the New York E Prix last week. Like, very cool Formula E. Like, good job. <laughs> So, I also read that Formula One will test new rule changes with gamers for the future. So, I wonder if that's what they call Formula E drivers these days. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Formula E versus Formula One jokes aren't too far away. And we will lead the way. <laughs> And uh, we've already seen how Formula One is keen to please fans. So I remember seeing this clipping from Wimbledon where, where Kim Clydesters called a fan on court because she was tired of him shouting advice from the grandstands. <laughs> well, my favorite Wimbledon clip will be the one with Steffi Graf. So a fan asks her to marry him. You know, he shouts from the stands and she replies with, how much money do you have? <laughs> Hilarious stuff. And then I saw this video from the British Grand Prix uh, of the Formula One robots and how they've been entertaining fans. We've seen how, uh, you know, this is a new edition by Liberty Media. And I actually wondered at that point, how many years before these robots become the drivers themselves? Kunal, that just sounds scary. I know that you can never ever have another Kimi Raikkonen, even if you program a robot. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, in other news, our reigning world champion, Nico Rosberg, he might just go back to being a student. And that too, he's indicated at Stanford. Wow, wow. there's something so different about him and that just makes me love and respect his choices better. <laughs> and uh, the only thing, the only day I won't respect him is if he ever gets into a red Hamilton-like outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, as we bring this episode to a close... A visual just flashed before my eyes. You know, that's of Daniel Ricciardo on the cover of the official Formula 1 game. So, every single driver on that cover has a serious expression on the face. Except for Ricciardo and he is smiling as broadly as he ever can. So guys, keep smiling like Mr. Daniel Ricciardo. Keep racing and we will see you next week. Adios. afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mm. yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.